Big day for you guys today. Boer. Yeah. Haven't been to one of these in a couple of years. You're graced. Yeah. Okay, so you're looking good. The goal is to good. move forward, right, Coach? Absolutely. Right, thank you. Yeah. Nice to have you. Aloha. Honored. Honored. Um, first question? Me? <laughs> Still fun? Love it. Love it. Training camp. Another week of camp here. Um, good opportunity for us to, you know, continue to get better. And um, obviously no game this week, but, you know, a lot of things for us to work on. And then we'll start our preparations in earnest for Miami next week. But um, we can get a, a head start on a few things there, but there are just some things that we need to we need to cover this week um, situationally and just clean up some things through the course of the preseason that we haven't got to yet. So looking forward to it. When you see him, is it? Do you think like rumbling, stumbling, bumbling? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Think of the Natalie Clad Bill Belichick coined that phrase for me. Bill, do you like having the two-week period here to get yourself set for week one and then go to week two? Yeah. It's uh, the schedule's what it is. We don't have any control over it, so we just try to make the best um, out of the time that we have available and most out of the practices and meeting times and so forth. So um, I feel like we have a you know good schedule to work with here for the time that we have and try to make most of it. Hey, Bill, obviously you've seen more football than anybody in this room except maybe for Chris. No. Um, in that time in developing your acumen for the game, what does your analysis tell you in terms of where your offense, in terms of being comfortable, sits 13 days before the regular season? Yeah, I don't think you really know where your team is until you get to about midseason, you know, mid-October, play five, six, seven games, match up against some different teams, see for real what your strengths and weaknesses are, and, uh, and your opponents as well. So, you know, what it looks like on paper and what it is in preseason and what it is in the regular season, I don't think they're all the same. People really start attacking you. You start attacking other people. You, you get a much better feel for what what your problems are, maybe what your strengths are, how good they actually are. So, yeah, we'll see. Bill, what are the next 24 hours like for you, the staff, front office, and then also the players who are trying to make a roster over the next 24 hours? Yeah, I think there's a lot of um, anxiety, you know, with the players of the team, as you would expect. You know, we have to make 27 roster moves, so that's, that's a pretty good chunk of players. Uh, it's always a difficult time for them. Uh, the coaching staff, it's a combination of things, um, roster movement, um, Miami preparation, just general team preparation from the end of preseason headed into the start of the regular season. Again, a lot of situational football, things like that, that we haven't really haven't had or have only had minimal practice time on that we know is going to be very important to the the results of a lot of games this year, um, just getting into a settling into a regular season type of routine versus a training camp routine. That's a transition for us this week. So um, I don't think it's important for all of us to get on a good productive routine during the season. And this is a week for us to start to develop that. So different than, than our training camp routine. So a lot of things going on there um, on the coaching end. And again, I think certainly some anxious moments for players, their families, you know, their friends and all that, as about as you would expect. Bill, how have the changes in roster flexibility in terms of practice squad and IR changed you? Uh, changed the approach to the roster cut deadline? Because, like, wasn't that long ago that, like, 
IR was that was done for the season, and now there's a lot of changes there, a lot of changes on practice squad, a lot more ways to move players around. Yeah, our rules haven't changed that dramatically. Um, players that we placed on injury reserve for the season prior to the 53 cut, like Ronnie Perkins, for example, um, Malcolm Butler, players like that are, are either out for the season or they're out until um, if you do an injury settlement with them, then there's that process, which has been about the same. Um, you know, the practice squad is, is the practice squad. It's a way to keep some additional players around to help you practice and, and possibly develop. I would say, you know, you're talking about the, call it 60th to 70th players. I don't know how many of those players, you know, have a dramatic impact on any team in the league um, year in and year out. Do they provide some depth? Yes. You know, do they develop into, you know, big players? sure how many would fall into that category. My guess is not very many, but there are probably a couple here or there. So I think a lot of those, the, the end of it isn't overly significant, but it's it's part of your roster and management and practicing and, you know, fundamentally working through your team. But locker room's more crowded, training room's more crowded, you have more players on the practice field, you have more players in the meeting room, you have more people to manage. Um, with the hope that you know they'll be able to give you some depth. That's what it is. Bill Macro mentioned there's um, still a lot of process of gathering information as far as guys that you know you might be able to keep on the roster, cut, return. Is that part of that gathering? You know, outside the league in terms of your evaluation of guys, you might be able to sneak through and return after tomorrow. Outside the league. In terms of like, when you gather information, is that intel that you might? Try to determine your decision of, hey, we might be able to sneak this guy through and return him, you know, or is it based strictly on your own evaluation of that player within your roster? No, I, no, I think there's an element of um, league perception, what what other teams um, might do. Maybe there's some uh, quote unquote inside information that you might be able to acquire somehow, or maybe if the team's inquired about a player, you know they're interested, things like that. There, there's a little bit of that. But I'd say generally speaking, it's you try to do what's best for your team and and whatever the conversations are about you know, player movement, um, take them for what they are. I'd say you know probably 90% of those conversations don't materialize into anything. But um, you know, we've had a few from time to time that, that do. Um, there's a lot more talk than there's action, but there's, there's a lot of talk. It's kind of pre-draft talk. Bill, how do you feel about um, the tackle depth on the team right now, knowing that you know, it's a difficult position usually to try to find guys that can play? Um, not bad. Two players that are pretty established starters and two young players that have, let's say, are continuing to get better, that have had some playing time, Justin more than Yadi and Yasir, but they've all played. You mentioned something earlier about how you don't really know what your team is going to look like maybe till about halfway through the season. Do you ever remind players of that, or, or how important is it maybe to have players on the, the team that understand that, you know, like a Devin McCourty or Matthew Slater, to kind of send that message to the rest of the guys? Is that an important message for them to get? Yeah, well, that's not a message for today. We'll deal with that later. But I think a lot of veteran players are aware of it. I've heard a lot of people comment on it. September is an extension of the preseason, building your team, developing your team. 
think there's some truth to that. But you know, games start counting, so you know, it's important to, to be competitive early. But I don't think we saw some of that last year. You know, but we see it every year, but certainly saw it last year. Bill, do you have any update on Ty Montgomery and his status? Um, no. Can't wait for those injury reports to come out, though, and then we can update you on a regular basis. When do they start? They start next week. I uh, can't wait for those. So, yeah, we'll we'll give you the updates on those. Um, but since we're not doing that now, it's not really part of the. Sorry. The, the cut down process today, or do you give players another practice and you know, go with that tomorrow? Uh, it varies. Yeah, we'll see how it goes here. But certainly, it'll be all be done by tomorrow, as it has to be. Um, so there may be some things that happen sooner than others, or, or maybe not. We'll we'll see. I'll talk to Matt about that. You know, later this afternoon, we'll see where we're at. Several undrafted free agent types who look like they've had good camps. What does that say to you about the, the process that you guys have here and, and sort of the scouting that goes into identifying and bringing those players in? Yeah, we've had some very competitive um, players in that category this year. You know, it seems like we usually do, but this year, for sure, maybe a little more than most. Um, I think through the years, we've had about as many guys. Um, as most teams have, or as some teams have, and they're really pretty competitive with our later round draft choices in terms of making the roster contributions and you know things like that. So, um, again, players once they get here, players are players. So it's not really about where how they got here, or where they came from, or what they did before that. It's about what they can do for the team and what they can do for the team this year. And so that's a new evaluation in 2022 from 2021. Yeah, I think we have some very competitive guys in that category. I think there's quite a bit of that around the league. I've heard other teams talk about that too. A couple undrafted guys that have really, you know, made a strong round roster spots. That obviously, if teams thought they were going to do that, they probably would have drafted them. But you know, it's it's a very competitive situation, and some of those guys you know, take that and make the most of it. We've we've had plenty of that in this camp. Bill, considering the deadlines. <laughs> 28 hours away or something to that effect. How much deliberation is left internally about what your best 53 is from this roster? I think we have a pretty good idea of, of the players and their skills and all that. It's really just a question of management and trying to figure out what the best thing to do to keep the most players and keep most of them available as you can. There are going to be players on the roster that are inactive. There are going to be players on the roster, on the practice squad that are inactive. And so sometimes there's a judgment as to where that inactive player sits. Um, and again, we'll see how things play out through the rest of the league here. Um, talk to Matt and see where things are. With Other teams have inquired about some players. and There's some conversation going on like, like there usually is at this time of year, so we'll see if that amounts to anything that may may have an effect. I don't know. Last question. Do you have a favorite nickname? Yeah. I don't mean to put you on the spot. I mean, well, no, I. Um, just such an honor to have your presence what here. Position, that, what position? These guys all know it, ladies. 
what position group do you feel most confident about for any roster changes today in late August? Safety? I would say the safety group is a pretty impressive group. I mean, it's good to see uh, Jabril out on the field. Um, Devin, uh, AP, and Duggar played a lot of football for us last year. You add Jabril to that, that mix, and, and Miles has also played safety for us out of the corner group. So between those five guys, that's pretty, that's, that's a pretty deep position. Um, but we've shown packages and, and used packages last year with all three uh, safeties on the field. Jabril wasn't here, obviously. And you know, Bledsoe's had a good, a good camp as well. So um, I think that's a pretty competitive position, not just for roster spots, but also for playing time and how that gets distributed. So it's, I'd say that's probably number one. Thank you. All right. Thanks, everyone. Talk to you later. Yeah.